0: welcome to exposure therapy and today my guest is brent from abandoned urbex canada uh, he is in muskoka area ontario and uh, i'm just gonna let him take over and tell you a little bit uh about what he does uh brent thank you so much for coming on here today uh, it's just a pleasure to have you
1: hey tj thanks for having me i really appreciate it no
0: worries uh so tell us uh what is it that you do exactly
1: uh well, I do a bit about photography and videography. I uh, I started a YouTube channel uh, about three four years ago, uh, filming and doing photography on abandoned places. So uh, it was it's been a long time hobby of mine. Uh, I've been exploring abandoned places since I was a kid, and uh, yeah, I just decided to uh, start a YouTube channel and start filming the places that I uh, that I visit and document them with photography.
0: Nice. And, um, how long ago exactly did you get into that?
1: Yeah, about, uh, 2019 roughly. So about four years now, just before COVID kind of like, I just started getting into it and then COVID hit, which kind of, I think kind of made my channel, uh, kind of blow up a bit because everybody was at home, uh, you know, surfing YouTube during COVID. So it got really popular during COVID my stuff. Yeah.
0: Nice. And where, um, I guess, uh, how far of span would you say, like, first of all, do you stick to Canada and kind of how, like, where, where are some of the kind of places that you've been?
1: Yeah. I, uh, I, I normally stick to Canada. Um, I, I traveled all over Canada. Um, but I've been kind of venturing out into the States a little bit, um, just to see some other stuff and kind of meet up with other, uh, filmmakers and explorers as well to kind of collab with them a little bit. So I really enjoyed that. I went to Florida uh, a few times already. I went to Arkansas, some a few places, filmed some places out there. Uh, but yeah, mostly, mostly just Canada. I haven't been out to Burry yet, actually. Oh, oh so okay. Wow. And, uh, maybe I'll hook up with you and I Thank
0: could you so. uh, show lot lot of, you something. There's a lot, there's a lot out here. There's uh, oh, okay. a lot of like old uh, homesteader, uh, places like from like hun- you know, 100, 200, 100 years ago. And nice. uh, they're just kind of left all like across the province. There's just these abandoned old structures. Um, actually, I'll see. I'll show you. Oh, I here. how um, If I go into here and I change this, this is one of them here. Oh, oh wow. Oh, I can see the truck I, there. Sorry. That's that's the one there. Oh, yeah. That's nice. So there's some stuff like wow. that yeah, sitting all over uh sitting all over Alberta, so that's pretty cool.
1: Anyway, yeah, different provinces, they're all different. Like uh like here in Ontario, we got a lot of abandoned houses, tons of them. Um, not so much like factories and commercial buildings. Um but like I went out to BC for instance, and there's not very many houses out there at all. It's mostly like commercial properties, you know, buildings and stuff like that. Uh, you don't get too many too many homes like i just did an abandoned um abandoned mine because there's quite a few mines out there stuff like that so it's it, it varies but at each province um is quite different in abandoned places like i'm going i'm going to be going on a trip to uh newfoundland and there's some pretty cool locations out there that i would never see in ontario so i can't wait for that
0: are you going to be able to hit up any uh lighthouses out there is that on the agenda
1: Oh, well, some lighthouses out there. Yeah, I'd love to do that. I, I've been in one lighthouse um, in Togamore in oh, Ontario. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty neat. They're actually doing construction on it. So the guy's gave me permission to kind of check it out. But usually it's sealed up and no one is allowed inside. But they were doing some na- maintenance on it, fixing yeah. it up. And they had the front door open of this place. And I asked the, one of the workers if I could uh, check it out. And they let me go up. But that yeah, was pretty neat.
0: Awesome. Uh, I have some questions for you after actually about, uh, you know, some of the abandoned places, right? Because of, you know, how you gain access and if there's certain channels you go through, or if, you know, it's just kind of a ask for forgiveness is better than ask for permission kind of the scenario. uh, I I actually just pulled up your uh, YouTube channel here. So I'm just uh, going to share my screen here. And uh, I just love to show people uh, your video trailer. that just went up a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, here we go. Can you see that? Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I see it. Awesome. All right. Hey, welcome back, explorers. Hey, welcome back, explorers. You finally made it. You finally made it. (laughs) Heat. Hiding, getting out of truck. Things got the so uh that's great so do you, are you act, are you like a one-man team or do you travel with a, like someone else or is it just you
1: yeah no it's just me usually um i do kind of collab once in a while with people that uh, enjoy this hobby as well i'll meet up with them and uh go along and explore some places but usually it's just me by myself i kind of like i don't mind going with people but uh when filming i kind of sometimes you know i kind of take too long so i'm afraid that if i break <laughs> someone along they'll be like come on hurry up here because I kind of take my time when I'm filming. Um, Usually, like, a standard abandoned house takes me about at least an hour to film, plus travel time and stuff. Yeah. So usually I go in first and I do a full video of the place and then I do my drone footage after and then I go back inside and then do some photography inside, just taking pictures of the rooms and staircases and stuff like that.
0: So you've worked it into basically like a kind of a system. You, you you've planned your place, you take your travel time you go there and then you basically know that you have essentially 20 minutes, 20 minutes, and 20 minutes to do your to do your thing and then you're ready. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I was going to say obviously through that trailer you can see that you use uh, a drone. Uh, what other uh, equipment do you bring with you to kind of do this all on your journey?
1: Uh well my most important equipment I take on me with with me is um my gimbal. I use my gimbal all the time when I'm filming, I just like the steady, uh, steady panning. Uh, I don't like the shakiness. Like I, I've used GoPros in the past, um, but they can tend to get a little shaky. Um, but I really like smooth filming, so I take my gimbal. I take. Uh, I have an external microphone. I use sometimes. I use a wireless microphone that I I keep on my chest. Um, obviously, my camera. I have a 4K Panasonic Lumix G85 camera. It's more towards, the uh, filming part than mm-hmm. photography, that camera. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I, think I have a drone. I just bought a new one. Um, it's a Mavic mini three pro. And the thing is this incredible. I'm, I'm really pleased with it. It's just very quiet. Um, it's a huge upgrade from the Mavic mini and it's small. You don't need your license for it. I had, I do have my drone license, but, uh, when I was looking for a drone, I was comparing them, and uh, the Mavic Mini 3 Pro was just the one to get. And it could, does does vertical shots too. So if I want to do some like Instagram reels or TikTok, the camera will go vertical. And awesome. And like, yeah, it's just, it's really good camera. I love it. Awesome. So
0: how? Um... How accessible are these places that you go to? Like you mentioned, there's a mine. You mentioned, like I, I've seen in some of the clips there, you seem pretty remote. Is it really accessible? Or do you spend a lot of time uh, in travel to get to your spots?
1: Yeah, the ones I, you know, it's, it's, it's like a mission to get there. I really enjoy the most. Like, you know, I have to get on a plane or a ferry or a boat or got an ATV in, into the location. I love those ones. just more of a mission. But most abandoned homes that I go into, um, they're usually pretty easy to get into, you know, maybe a long driveway. That's about it. But that abandoned mine that I went to that gold mine, um, that was pretty remote and it was a lot of like four by fouring going in. Um, then we had a hike. The hike alone was probably an hour and a half and up a mountain. And then, uh, once we got to the top, when we hit the the gold mine, there were stairs about 900 steps going down to the mine now. So we had to go back down the mountain to check out the mine. And then, uh, yeah, so we knew, we knew right away when we got there, um, if we got injured we're we're in some serious trouble because there's no way you could just like walk back down, jump in your car and go like, we're probably getting airlifted out of there if, if we got injured. So those ones, they're a little more dangerous than others. Um, and if I do go somewhere and I'm by myself, I do let somebody know for sure. I, I have, uh, I just share my location just in case because I've fallen in abandoned wells and abandoned septic tanks before. Um, not to the bottom, but uh, just fell through up to my shoulders kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty scary. You got to watch because properties are abandoned and they're just overgrown. There's, there's crap everywhere, right? So uh, you just got to watch your footing. But when I'm filming, I'm usually watching what I'm filming and I'm Yeah, exactly. I'm walking. So it's very dangerous.
0: I right, know I I can relate uh,
1: You know, I come from a security background. So I'm always aware of
0: what's around me. But when I have the camera in front of my face or I'm looking at the screen, I've I bumped into so many things. There's so many people and tripped over so many things. Oh, yeah. There's a complete clutch snap. <laughs> so what uh, you bring up a good point. Like You have to let people know you sure your location where you're gone. Or uh, where you're going, just in case. What other precautions do you take? Because obviously, obviously, uh, I was talking to a nature photographer, wilderness photographer, Victoria Hack. Yeah, she goes out to remote wilderness as well, and the same question is, you know, she'll bring bear spray. She'll bring something with her backpack, extra layers of clothes. You know, maybe something to bring, make fire, whatever the case is. Right. So, is there any kind of. uh emergency preparedness uh either comms the communications uh show wave radio or first aid kit any of that kind of stuff you bring with you just end food did you pack food with you
1: yeah definitely pack i usually pack uh, like like um i usually i like those lore bars or kind of like protein bars mm-hmm. i definitely pack a few of those but i know i'm gonna be gone pretty in a remote spot just in case and lots of water like i've been there's a few times where i've brought just a normal size jug of water. And then I'm, you know, my hike is a lot longer than I expected. And now I'm dying of thirst here. So yeah. make sure I bring lots of water. I do bring out like a small first aid kit, nothing crazy. Um, just some band-aids and stuff. Um, and my cell phone for sure. But sometimes there's no service. So yeah, in a spot where there's no service, I get a little concerned just because, yeah, if I've ever, ever stuck in a basement and the stairs break, or I'm in, stuck in a well, like, I'm kind of finished. <laughs> it's not. It's not for everybody what I do, that's for sure. So, we
0: so we we have um, a bunch of photos that you sent, and we're going to look at at some of the places you've been. But I'm just curious to talk to you about your photography because in a correspondence beforehand, you said I wouldn't consider myself an expert. It's just something you love to do. So, how like, how did you get into the photography aspect of it? How did, like, do you are there? Is there something about photography itself, or was it just kind of a, a natural development or kind of offshoot from the videography? Like, how did you kind of come to do what you're doing? Uh, not just abandoned houses and stuff, but with into the media production side of it.
1: Yeah, well, the camera that I have, it's, uh, you know, I just, when I'm filming, I will just, when I'm done filming, I just take it off the gimbal and set it up on a tripod or handheld and I just start taking pictures with that same camera so I don't have, I don't have like two different cameras I use um but yeah I know like I I kind of bought like when I decided to do a YouTube channel and uh I just just I did a lot of research on camera equipment and I just I just did both like I consider myself documenting these places because a lot of these places will get demolished or they're just fall over a lot of these places are so so badly decayed they're just fall over and then you never see them again so i i usually that's why i take pictures of what of what like as as well because um i'm kind of documenting these abandoned places so i can look back later for myself on the pictures and the video that i make um but yeah like i'm completely like i'm kind of learning as i go and photography there's a lot to learn i know and uh i've been on youtube quite a bit you know looking up different settings and stuff but i really need to get like find someone that can you know take me out and actually teach me about photography <laughs> because i like, consider myself a beginner in photography um you know like it's, there's a lot to learn and i wouldn't mind getting sign, like sign up for a course or some some mm-hmm. sort but uh yeah i'm kind of learning it on my own kind of thing right now
0: yeah i mean you're on youtube right like that's it's the best place to be to learn.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. There's lots of videos on it.
0: Awesome. Uh, all right. Let's bring up some of these images and uh, just uh, like to hear kind of the story behind the places and,
1: you know, maybe we'll talk about the photos themselves as well. Sure. Oh, yeah, this one here. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh that house there. It's an old Victorian home and uh, it was built, I think, probably, I think it was late 1800s and, uh I actually drove by this house quite a bit over the years. I never noticed it there, but I guess they were replacing the bridge just down the street and they're widening the road and they cut back all the trees. And all of a sudden there's this house sitting there and I couldn't believe it. I drove by this place so many times that I never even noticed it was there, but uh, yeah, beautiful house. The staircase was just beautiful in there. I just remember this one too, that, um, they had probably five different layers of uh wallpaper and like you'd peel a little piece back and you'd see a different kind of style and yeah, it was crazy. Back then I guess people just wallpapered everything instead of painting the rooms. But yeah, beautiful house. I don't even know if it's still still standing. I hope it is, but I wouldn't mind going back and seeing if it's still there for sure.
0: Yeah, that's nice uh, This reminds me of in any and especially getting close to Halloween. Oh yeah. Uh, any, uh, any, any of that going on? Any uh, spooky encounters or yeah,
1: paranormal stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I haven't really, I haven't really seen anything yet. A lot of people that watch my videos are huge fans of like horror movies and like all that yeah, a lot of people for sure. For, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I love horror movies. I'm a big horror movie fan myself. But uh, no, I'm not. I don't like. I'm, there's some people that do get into paranormal stuff. I don't really do that. That's not my thing. But I haven't really seen anything yet. There was actually one one house that I uh, was doing a video at and I was filming it and I went upstairs and when I went upstairs, the closet door was open and uh, the viewers brought this up. I never even noticed it. They're commenting on this video and they said, when I came down the stairs, the closet was closed. <laughs> so that was a little, I was a little creeped out there because <laughs> it was I understand if it was closed when I went up and maybe somebody was hiding in there, maybe an homeless person or something. And then when I went upstairs and they opened it up and took off, but it was the opposite. So, yeah. And that was the only really thing that kind of made me kind of wonder what was going on. Yeah. But I didn't notice it. The viewers- my, uh, my wife and
0: I have our little date nights and uh, it's hard to find like a good show or a good movie to watch. So sometimes we end up going to some of the classics and like these paranormal caught on camera shows or whatever. Yeah. And what you say is very common. These uh ghost paranormal, uh, where a parapsychologist, whatever shows, paranormal explorer shows, yeah, they all say that uh, a lot of the times they didn't even notice anything until after when they saw the footage or their audience tells them, "Hey, did you notice the thing over there or that moved over there?" And they never even realized it at the time. So what you're saying is very consistent. So yes, you were different.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a little creepy. <laughs> More creepy. Yeah. Awesome. I'm right, moving on to this uh, other photo here. Oh yeah, this is one of my favorite. One of my favorite locations. This one here, I just love the pool shot. Um, just there's a tree growing. You can see on the right there is a tree growing out of the pool. So this this place has been abandoned a very long time. And inside that home, it's quite large. Like it's I consider that a place a mansion. And um, inside, like everything is left behind. It's just oh wow, the roof is caving in, and there's there's beds still made, but the beds are like rotten. Pillows are rotten. Uh, there's, there's toys, there's clothes in the, in the closet still, you know, stuff in the cupboards in the kitchen, couches and cutlery out like it, it, that house was, it was incredible. There's cars in the driveway, but it was vandalized. Like the the kids found that house and kind of vandalized it, which is too bad. But, uh, that was, that's, that's a cool location for sure. That one people just disappeared. I don't know where.
0: <laughs> don't oh, well. Like when you go into these places, you see like a house like this, you see everything still in it, the pool in the backyard, like how rural versus how like urban are you going? Like where, where are these, a lot of these places just out in the middle of nowhere or a lot of them like right smack dab of the city or like, how does that work out?
1: Sometimes, sometimes they're right in the middle of a city. Um, A lot of the times like these houses, um, the people don't pay their property tax. So they don't pay their property tax. Uh, the town will take them over. So sometimes we'll sit there for 20 years, abandoned. And then finally the town will, will open up the, like a public tender and it's Mm -hmm. like a starting bid. So you could bid on it to buy it. Um, But yeah, that one there is in the middle of nowhere, really like it's very secluded place. There's a few houses on the street. They're all spread out. Um, But yeah, like usually they're pretty secluded. Like, i i use google earth quite a bit to find these places a little trick i use um so i'll be i could i'll sit on google earth for hours and i just i'll look at i'll see a rooftop um if the driveway is overgrown or the roof is decaying you could see holes in it you know i mark it on my map and i'll i'll drive by one day and take a look and usually it's 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 been abandoned so that's a pretty neat trick, actually. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. It's I've been on there for hours before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You mentioned, um,
0: you mentioned coming. You haven't been to Alberta yet. I just feel oh. like you could spit out here and in any direction,
1: you'd hit like three of these structures. It's, it's so crazy. Oh, wow. I've it been one of the things years ago, but not not filming or exploring <laughs> or anything. Um, yeah, I went out probably, geez, like fifteen years ago now, but. Um, yeah, no, I'd like to go out there again. You guys have some harsh winters, though. I'm kind of scared. Oh yeah, you know where
0: it's like uh, I don't know what the temperature is. I have to check. My phone's off right now, but um, it's snow already. And- really? Oh yeah, it's been snowing for no a couple way. days you now. I we don't have our winter tires on yet either. So I was like, Oh, it's my nice. 15 sliding today.
1: Yeah, and I think we we're putting my winter tires on, but it, it was 20 today here. So
0: yeah, my yeah. friend was telling me that he said it was like summer here, and I was showing him a video. The one thing I noticed, I love being in Alberta. I left Ontario to be here, um, but the one thing that I do like better about Ontario is they salt the roads. Here they don't salt them, but here you're allowed to have uh, studs in your tires where in Ontario you can't. So I guess that's a trade
1: off. Oh, I see. Yeah, they don't use sand or d- nothing. They have
0: sand, uh, yeah. but they oh. don't. They don't even. They don't even get. They don't even like plow down to the wood, right? Like it's they leave like they do what's called snowpack, So it's like oh. a pack down snow. And then yeah. they put gravel and sand. So, but the problem is, the sun gets intense during the day, especially if it warms up in the day. Everything melts; all the sand and the gravel falls to the bottom. And then at night, it goes super cold and it freezes, and you're on like a sheet of ice again. So I have just like,
1: I wish they'd use some salt. <laughs> well, here, yeah, here they have to have the roads like bald, like My, bare, yeah. bare pavement. Like they don't want any snow on it here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, millions of dollars in salt a year out here. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I, as a driver,
0: I do much prefer that though. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. Cool. <laughs> oh,
1: is this that gold mine? Yeah, that's the gold mine. Amazing. Well, yeah, it was it's a. this located? That's in BC. Okay. Yeah, Burst Columbia. Beautiful location. And the thing is with that place too, um, once we got up to the top there, um, we looked down and you could see this tiny little town down below. It was just incredible. And at nighttime, you could see all the lights on down below. But those buildings, um, you see, that used to be um, the gold mine was in production, I think, until the 40s. And uh, it, it, they abandoned it. And the government wanted to actually do a control burn and burn everything down there. So, a lot. Because of like insurance reasons from people like me going up there and exploring and getting
0: injured.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they wanted to burn it down, but then a group got together and they said, no way, like this is a historic place. Um, let's save it. So they actually got a grant to um, fix it up a bit and start doing, they did some tours there, like guided tours. And they did that till 2017 and, They just, uh, they just stopped doing the tours and it started falling and disrepair again. And it was abandoned for a little while. And then I heard just after I was there, they got another grant. I think they got $800,000 to go towards this place to fix it up again, to start offering tours again. Amazing. I haven't heard anything that they've done anything. Like I, when I was there, there there's a few things that was fixed up, um, but it was yeah, it was pretty dangerous. All the stairs, the stairs were really like rotten, and the place is full of rats. Like there's pack rats in BC. I don't know if you have pack rats in Alberta, but there's pack rats in BC, and they're huge. They're like way bigger than rats you see in Toronto here.
0: But, I actually, um, I actually don't think we have any rats. You know, I'm gonna be called a liar here, but I'm pretty sure we don't have rats here. I've never seen a rat. I've also, I think I've seen one raccoon, but I've not we've never seen a rat here.
1: Oh wow, we got millions of raccoons around. Every day, like crazy, but yeah, I know the rats here they love wood structures, and that's like that's the perfect home. There was tons of rats, so it was, it was a lot of the like tonight. There, that's my first time ever sleeping in an abandoned place. How uh, was it? Yeah, we bought our hammocks, and I set up a hammock right inside. Uh, I was it was amazing, amazing time for sure.
0: Man, that's a, I mean, that like a gold mine that's such a part of our like. National history, right? So I, I hope that uh, the place does does uh, get restrained. It looks like a place that you just want to have there as a piece of history. Look, look at it; it's so incredible.
1: Yeah, they uh, they removed a lot of gold from that place over the years. Yeah, we went right in the mine too, like right inside. It Did gold you find inside. any flakes, <laughs> any flakes or nuggets down there? No, we were looking though. But <laughs> you know, really? How? It's <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was go for miles down there. There was so many tunnels. Uh, I was just, it was incredible. And here is a drone shot of the same place. Yeah, I love that shot. That's such a cool yeah. shot. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. the. Yeah, it's so nice it's that place. <laughs> I don't want to go back. But you can see how steep those stairs are and how long they go. Yeah, I think, I think I think one guy that was with us he counted. I think there was like 920 steps to the bottom house. The very bottom structure is uh was was called a bunkhouse. So the, uh that's where all the the miners would sleep. And they had showers all down there. But uh yeah, it was a it was a such a cool place.
0: Which one of these structures did you hang your hammock in? Uh,
1: right in the middle there. Um, I don't know if you could see. There's like a kind of like a it looks kind of like a balcony to the right of that main big big structure there. My okay. my hammock was outside. So I had like the view, the breeze at night. So it was pretty warm when we went. It was there was a heat wave at the time, so we weren't cold at all. But yeah, a group of us yeah. went there and explored that place. We were two days. It was great. That is super cool.
0: All right, where are we here? Obviously, a drone
1: shot again. Yeah, that's a that's a drive, and that's that was a fun place. Oh, wow. so, oh, cool. Yeah, it's a drive. I forgot those existed. <laughs> oh yeah, did do you, you don't have any
0: up there? Uh, I haven't been to one in a long time. I think we do have some here and, uh, but they're like few or far between the last one I was in that I went to was, uh, in like Barrie, Ontario. If you know where that one, if you know that one, cause you're close to it, right?
1: Oh yeah. There's one in Barrie. Yeah. And there's uh one near Newmarket, Ontario. Oh really? Yeah. And there's one in Gravenhurst. There's still a few, few around. I, I don't think the one in Collingwood's gone. Yeah. They're slowly closing up, which is sad. But uh, I guess people don't, I don't know. I, I still, I love going to the drive-ins. It's nice to, you know, you bring your car and sit in the back and bring your own want You can bring some food, sneak it in if you want.
0: Yeah. We'll watch but, uh, two yeah. movies in a row.
1: Well, when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, we uh, used to go to school. Uh, my school was right beside the drive-in. So one weekend we decided to go to the drive-in. We didn't drive. None of us drove yet. And we, we decided to walk to the drive-in. And they let us in. We brought blankets and, uh, and radios and they let us in. and We uh sat there and watched a movie just on blankets like a whole I don't know, it was like 20 of us. Oh, oh, wicked. Yeah. But that drive-in there, it uh yeah, it closed down, I think. I think it was in the 70s. And it's just falling apart. And there was a big huge safe in the uh the concession stand there and somebody blew it open. Like I guess it, when they abandoned it, um it was it was locked up tight but someone must have went in there and thought that there'd be a million dollars in the safe or something so they <laughs> blew it open it was quite the it was quite the job they did on it but they blew it open and there was nothing in it I don't think and that, all the the projector screens were all in there old movie posters are in there yeah it's unreal are those people
0: down there on the concession stand standing right now
1: no. Or is that just the structure? Like little that's, the little see the two little that, I think that's an exhaust it's an exhaust fence for the kitchen. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no one's standing on there. But you could see the old like little hills there where the cars would park. Yeah. And the old uh steel slide there. <laughs> Which you don't really see those ones anymore.
0: I like the uh I like the composition of this one too. How do you so when you're looking at into taking a picture, uh, how do you decide to compose your shots?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty particular. Like, especially that that's that shot there is is a this I use that for a thumbnail on YouTube. So that's that's what you see if you're scrolling through YouTube. Um, you know, I'm trying to get people to click on my videos is thumbnails are very important. So I, I usually that's the most important thing. Like when I go to a abandoned place, the first thing I'm looking at right away, is like, okay, wh- where's my thumbnail shot? Because, you know, I, that's very important because you want people to to click on your video, right? So that one there I thought was a pretty good one. Um, I wanted to get the uh, the concession stand and some of the playground equipment and the big screen in, in all one shot. And you can see down below, I think, by the bushes there, it looks like it's an old satellite dish there. Um, but yeah, that place is demolished now. They finally took it down. That one actually, I think, wasn't abandoned in the 70s. I think it was abandoned. There was another one I explored that was abandoned in the 70s. But that one there, I think they shut that down in like early 2000s. Oh, wow. Or 2008, I think, when they abandoned that one. Because I remember there was actually a movie poster that was, I think, a 2008 movie poster on the wall in that one.
0: I'd love to see a comeback of these, like a resurgence. Oh, I'd absolutely yeah. love to. That'd be amazing.
1: It's a big, it's a lot of fun for kids in that, right? Like a lot of the kids, they play in the playground. I used to do it when I was a kid. You play in the playground before the movie starts. You know, parents bring their own food because it's so expensive. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Amazing. I love that. You have a pool <laughs> in Florida, another pool, abandoned pool. I wouldn't dare swim in that. It just looks horrible, but that actually that, that mansion there, that's in Florida. Um, that's Osama Bin Laden's brother's mansion. So the, the Whoa, really? Yeah, a bin, Laden bin Laden's own that. Well they used to own it. They used to own it. So when 9-11 hit, uh, they took off immediately right after.
0: Yeah, no doubt.
1: <laughs> Family, yeah, they got out of they got out of town real quick and that's, uh, they did, they abandoned it and I think they ended up, well, they sold it to a developer, I think, and then just abandoned it. So it, it's, it's been sitting, there ever since no one's been, no one's moved in, nothing's going on there at all, but beautiful home, just a beautiful home. And I heard now that it's actually getting quite vandalized. Um, oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I was vandalized pretty bad before I went, um, years prior and they fixed it up. And they're I guess they were trying to sell it. They couldn't sell it, and then it just went got vandalized again. So um huge property. I think it sits on like eight acres right on the water. So like right like where I was taking that shot, like behind me, like I was standing just in front of that diving board there behind me was a beautiful lake. oh, wow. yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. a I mean, gift here yeah, when we're, these clouds? yeah, the, the clouds are neat. It was funny when we showed up there, I went, I, sh- I went there with, uh, a couple other, uh, explorers. And, um, when we went there, we noticed people inside. Um, so we're like, Oh, great. Like what's, who are these people? And then all I see is this girl, uh, she holds up her camera and kind of waves her camera at us saying, <laughs> Hey, I'm just a photographer too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're good. We're good. So we went in there and, uh, they were doing like a, they photographer, for, for photographers themselves and they were doing a f- full shoot like lingerie shoot it was, it was really crazy I've never seen that before <laughs> and in an abandoned place they were doing like uh dudes I think too
0: <laughs> the cool thing I like about photos like that is uh like there's the photo in and of itself but then there's like that hidden history like I wouldn't know that that was Osamalan's brothers unless you told me and that makes the photo that much more interesting you know
1: yeah, it's a that was a beautiful home. Do you uh, Yeah, I understand people know like, that's the family that owns that house yeah. or you own it and they're gonna vandalize it just because of what happened.
0: Do you um uh do like historical research on the places you go to to try and see if there's like backstory like that?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. That's very important. Like some some of these places oh I, I it's hard to find. It's hard to find out any any information at all. It makes for a better story, that's for sure. If there's uh, a story to it. Or about the previous owners, um, but sometimes you can't. There's no information, right? Um, but yeah, I do. I I look up town records, try to find out how old the place is, when it was built, you know, who built it. If there's any, you know, any crimes that happened in it, it's always interesting. Or, but yeah, I try to do some research on all the properties I visit for sure. Amazing. Like and boat. Oh yeah
0: beautiful environment obviously as yeah. well
1: so that one was in bc that one's this i just went to that one this summer so that one there has got some crazy history to it that boat looks different now but uh back that was a, that's that's a wo- world war Two ship believe it or not so they used to have one gun in the front of that on the front of that boat they had a gun on the front there and um they did some renovations to it. So when it was uh, in the in the navy, um, they de- de- decommissioned it, and they sold it off. And uh, I think it was a ferry a ferry company. I think BC Ferries bought it, and turned it into a ferry. So they changed the design of it, and they they, they transferred p- passengers from shore to the uh, to the island. And, um, so they did that for quite a while, but then they started, they wanted to bring cars over and that thing that, that was, it's a very narrow ship, Yeah, know, um, it's 110 feet long, but very narrow and they couldn't put cars on that. So they, they kind of got rid of that and, um, built some bigger ferries, but that one there, a, a couple bought it and they made it into a, like a personal yacht. So I think they lived on it for 20 years and then they sold it. I think to another local guy in the area and uh, he hasn't done much to it, but I did, I did hear that he was going to fix it up and uh, at some point and use it again. But it's, I don't know. It's been there for quite a while and it's just anchored. It's just sitting there. Sometimes it moves. Sometimes the anchor kind of moves away a little bit and it floats around the bay there. So his residents are kind of worried about it because that BC is really known for a lot of abandoned boats. People. Oh, wow. Really? Oh, yeah. There's thousands of them, thousands of abandoned boats. And they just, people, when people don't want them, they just leave them and they sink or they just let them float away. So, yeah, it's a big problem out there. That's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. I love, I love that stuff. So that's why I go out there looking for those abandoned boats. But sometimes (laughs) they're all smashed up or they're sunk. But that one there is still afloat, which is good. So, yeah, that one is pretty neat.
0: It's giving me the feeling of the Mosquito Coast. Uh, There's the new series. New, well, I think it's it's actually canceled now, so it's gone, (laughs) defunct. But uh, yeah, uh, just uh, crazy adventure, adventures uh, on that boat. I'm sure.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Do you remember the show called The Beachcombers? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was a youngin then, but yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) long ago. Yeah, so that that was actually filmed right where that kind of that boat is. Oh wow! Really amazing. Yeah.
0: That's, well, that's a, that's a, that's a long time ago. Okay. <laughs> long time ago. Beachcombers, that they came on, uh, I don't know what it was, before the 18 maybe or something. I don't know. There was, I remember the Beachcombers was on immediately before a show I wanted to watch. So I had to sit through the tail of the Beachcombers to get to my show.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a real thing out there. There's still Beachcombers out there looking for logs floating around. It's a thing, yeah. So we're going to go from uh, In the Water...
0: To the cold water you know. Oh yeah that's the cold shot for sure And yeah. by the way I, I love the composition of this one A lot
1: Yeah I, I love this shot um, That house there like You cannot see this place at all in the summertime Like You can see the trees there It's pretty open now But in the summertime You can't even see that place at all And it's just a hidden gem That house has been abandoned I think that house has been abandoned for over 50 years there's like no insulation in the house. It's an old farmhouse. Um, yeah, they, I think there was. I think they had newspapers in the walls for for insulation. That's what they used back then. So I didn't really do much. Um, but those cars are just in mint shape. But just they're starting to rust out because of the, of the harsh winters and that. But they're just sitting there rusting away. That blue one on the left. I opened the door of the car. Like, all the windows are intact still, which is, like, rare. Um, and there is, there's a, the floor's rotten. And some kind of animal has been making, like, a den in the, underground. But digging up all the dirt into the car. So there's a big mound of dirt in the car. It's really strange. Where is this? Is this Ontario? Yeah, that's Ontario, that one. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of cars. It's, like, I don't know. I think the house went abandoned, like, 50 years ago, and then, Maybe they started dumping these cars on the property because some of these cars are not newer, but you know, the newest car is probably think mean, the 2000 model, but the rest are really old. Like those ones there, I don't really know the make of those ones. I, I was trying to figure them out, but I'm not a huge car guy, but some cars I could figure out, but I think a Pontiac, maybe I I, I can't tell. Yeah, I can't read. or viewers you know either. though. I, I go back to my comments on that video. My viewers know; they all know. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what the kind of cars these are.
0: That's what happens. A lot of farms out here is that you'll get just like a ton of vehicles like this, just left out there to to die uh, on the on the in, on the farm. But what happens is usually they'll buy like the same, like the next model of the same, and so they'll just part them out, right? So the next time you need an extra, you know, brake or something, you can pull it off the old one and put it on.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. We get that too. Like car graveyard's out here is crazy.
0: Bye.
1: Oh yeah. That one, this is, this is uh, I just went to this place. That shot there was, um, it's, it's actually a, a abandoned Island resort. So it's a, it's a 25 acre Island oh, yeah. and the Roman Catholics bought this Island and they made this like um, secret retreat, like resort. It's very secretive, they didn't want anybody knowing it was there. Uh, so they could go up there on their own and um, I don't know what they did there, pray and all and off. But they <laughs> were very.
0: Pray or pray? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> now there's some, there's some really offside comments on that, there's yeah, okay. a lot of people. but I'm not saying anything. Okay, uh, we're all thinking that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But no, the uh, Pope John Paul II spent time there. So they would uh, boat him over there and um, he stayed there and, you know, chilled out, I guess. That's campfire. And they had his, he had his own chef. They took him <clears throat> in it. But that room is just totally intact still. Like, it's just left. Was that his... Did paint. you know if that was his room specific or if that's... That one? Low. No, no. I, I did go in the... Like, I, that, that was from the wintertime, that one. And I tried to do some research to try to find out what room you stayed in and i went back probably about a month ago and i took my boat there but that was in the winter time and i took my atv across the lake to visit visit the island that time um but yeah there was um i don't know there's probably seven structures on that island and uh did they have a it's like kind of like a hotel right like it's just very small rooms like that's that's the size of the room right there like you get like a little little dresser a bed, and a nightstand. That's about it. And there was probably 25 rooms like that. And they had like... um, They had a shrine as well. So it was like this weird shrine on the end of the island. They, it was all made from stone from the island. And it took them... I think it took them five summers to make it. So they just collected the stone from the island and uh, mixed concrete and just made this like this weird... Kind of like wall, and they had like a statue in the middle, and they used to go there and pray, I guess. Um, but it was it was pretty neat. I during my video that I have of that place, I have a shot of it with the people on it, and um, but when I took the shot, I took my picture, the place is all overgrown. You could hardly see the shrine anymore. But it was a pretty interesting place, and it's secluded. Like the only people going there is really people with a boat or ATV or snowmobile in the wintertime. So you're not getting a lot of the kids there, smashing everything up because it's harder to get there, obviously, right? Yeah. So, yeah, incredible spot. Do you get to,
0: um, for the places you go, do you get to, or I guess you get you, you get to, you choose to uh, look back and find, the old kind of like, like, like you just said, like old photos of it back when it was, you know, newly built or during its time of use. And so kind of as a compare and contrast, we're there now.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love, I love finding shots like that. Like I have a few old shots of that place that I found. Um, and like it shows the buildings like in excellent condition. It shows the Pope there, it shows a picture of him sitting there. And, um, yeah, I love that. I got a few old farmhouses, that, uh, I found some really old pictures of them, like a, the family sitting out front with like the horse, you know, that's how they got around is the horse and it's tied up to the house. And then I'll have a picture, the same exact shot I'll try to do with like myself standing in the picture instead. Mm. So that's pretty really cool. How I, I could kind of compare it like then and now kind of thing. I love those. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, well, amazing. That's great. Yeah. I find, um, uh, I don't know, maybe this is the exact opposite, right? Like you have, uh, there's, by there's furniture refinishing videos or I'm watching like extreme car wash videos, car detailing videos or whatever, or any, any sort of thing where it's like going from a start to a finished product. Like you love to see that transformation. And this is like, you're starting kind of the deconstructed phase and then you get to kind of see the how how it used to be, right? Yeah. There's that, there's that I guess some of that excitement.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I really like finding old pictures of places. sort of snuck that
0: one up early on you. (laughs) What's this place?
1: Yeah, so this place here is an old, like, uh, it's an old military base, I guess you can call it. So it's they call it a battery. So that's where they, like, store all the ammunition and stuff like that. And um, I took a really nice uh, drone shot of that place. I didn't send it to you, but um, it shows, there's on that location there, it shows three... They call it gun emplacements. So like, they had three like cannons, and uh, they would fire off, if they needed to, um, into the ocean down below. This is all on top of the mountain. And uh, that building there, yeah, they had it all sealed up. You could see the windows there. It's all steel. They welded it all up so no one could go inside. Um, but there was, to the right there, there, there is a door open. And, uh, you can go into some of the, some of that building there, but, uh, the rest you can't, but I got pictures of that place where there's, there's actually, uh, guys inside and, uh, they're ordering like strikes. They're doing training back in the forties. Yeah. I got some really, really nice shots, but that, yeah, that was, that was pretty cool place. That was on top of a mountain. Um, it took about an hour to get up to, it was all uphill. But the view was just incredible. So I had to get a shot of myself on top of that building. And sadly, yeah, it was abandoned for quite a long time. And then the uh, armed forces used it for training. They did a lot of training up there. And then now they don't use it for training. So it just sits there and it's completely abandoned. And um, they're trying to sell the land and maybe develop it, which is too bad because it's kind of a historic place. Like that would be a pretty cool place to to fix up and have like tours there. People would totally pay to go up there and check out all the old buildings and stuff. But I was oh, a little okay. shit.
0: Where's this one located?
1: That's in BC as well. Okay. Yeah. And I don't okay. usually like, well, I I, I never, when I, when I explore these places, I never post the exact locations of these places. Right. Some places you can, if you do some research, you could find them. If I give out too too much information on a place, you could definitely find them on your own. Um, but yeah, like all these locations that I explore and take pictures of and uh, film, I never post the addresses just because I try to protect them. Yeah, like maybe for other explorers to check out or myself to go back. And because a these, especially these abandoned houses, like if you post an address, like people are going to be there within days, and they take all the copper out. Steel building inside, kids would vandalize it or they'd burn it down. Like it's just the way it is. Like it's crazy. So I try to keep them pretty, pretty private.
0: I like this as a, uh, I like this image as a, as a picture, as a photograph too, because of the leading lines of the composition. So that's really cool.
1: So, yeah. I moss there on the side on the right there. It's all mossy. Like it's, uh, the place just looks amazing. I love that. I love that shot.
0: So this next one here is uh, actually out of uh a, a magazine.
1: Yeah, uh Reader's Digest did a they actually did an article on this place here. And those are all my photos there. And the whole there's a whole story on it. Um that's a abandoned ghost town in BC. And that was that was amazing amazing time going up there. It was about, about a 4-hour drive and it's just like Through the mountains, and then that's an old mining mining town, and um, there's a whole there's probably fifteen of those houses just sitting around, and um, yeah, we explored that. I went there, went there with my aunt. She lives out in BC, so uh, we went up there and uh, explored, and I did a video on that place, and that was featured in Reader's Digest there. Um, But yeah, that one there, the I think a Chinese investor bought that place, and. They wanted to uh, turn it into some kind of resort, but they've done nothing with it. I think they bought bought the whole town for a million dollars. I think they're trying to sell it for 1.2. So I don't know if they still own it now, but uh, yeah, you can see the bear down below. And uh, yeah, I've seen tons of bear. That was the fattest bear I've ever seen, that one there. Because uh, the fish were all spawning and dying off at the time. And it was having a buffet, so it was just stocking up for the winter time, and it was so fat that thing. Biggest <laughs> bear.
0: Nice. Um, so, what is there um, in any of these journeys? Is have you? I guess uh, not. Have you? What would you say is like the maybe strangest thing that that you found or something unexpected that you've encountered in one of these places? That
1: yeah, you know, I've seen so much stuff Like, gets crazy. Some of the stuff you see. Um probably the most disturbing thing I've seen in an abandoned house is probably a, a dead body stain. So somebody died in the house and oh. they didn't find them for a while. So you could totally see the the marks that left from the decaying body. Yeah, that's pretty pretty disturbing. I didn't do a I didn't do a video on that one. But yeah, that's probably the weirdest thing I've seen. <laughs> but it happens. It's just the way it is. People live alone. A lot of people live alone and they die alone and People won't find them until till later. So it's just the way it is. I, some of these places I find like I, I do videos on, they that's why they're abandoned. Because they died. Mm-hmm. So and there's no family around to sell off the property or claim anything inside. Like sometimes there's photos still on the walls and and eventually the government or the town will take it over. It's just yeah. So sad part of the business, I guess, or the hockey.
0: <laughs> so, um, uh, if you can, wh- whatever you're open to sharing, uh, kind of the secret saucer behind the YouTube channel, cause it's a, uh, it's a great channel. has 142,000 subscribers and you can see the little silver YouTube button behind you there. So oh, that's yeah. great. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, what, uh, I guess kind of, what's your, is there a formula to your videos? Like, how do you, how have you arrived where you are now on YouTube? Like, what are you, what, what's, what's the magic sauce?
1: Well, I just I just try to be myself. Like I'm a pretty, I'm a chill person in real life, very calm, and that's how I kind of do my videos. Like I just I'm very chill. I I kind of talk in my videos, like you know I'm talking to the viewer, and they're with me, and a lot of them feel that they're like with me exploring the way I film. I'm very smooth, my panning. Um, there's no shakiness. (laughs) Viewers really enjoy that, and, um, yeah, and it's just. I, I just, uh, yeah, I just be myself, and I just try not to be, be something else that I'm not, because it shows in your work. If you're trying to do something that you don't really enjoy, too, it shows in your work. So, I just, yeah, I just think people really enjoy my channel, just because I'm kind of chill, and I'm, I'm not acting on there, and, but, you, but the the COVID did help my channel. I think I've I helped with that a lot, because there's quite a few people surfing YouTube, and they're like, oh, I've can't believe I came across your channel, you know. So it's yeah, but it got it kind of blew up. It's been on some of my videos, been on a few shows, and uh, it's been in, um, my photos have been in the Reader's Digest twice. They did a whole whole article. It was uh, I think four pages just on me, my like myself on what I do, and so they. Oh wow, that's yeah, cool. It's, it's pretty neat. So uh, yeah, it was weird uh, seeing. My, the magazine in the store and I opened it up and they told me what episode they're going to send me my own copy obviously, but they told me what, uh, what, ep- what episode it was in. And, uh, it was, yeah, it was pretty neat. So what do you have? Uh,
0: do you kind of have a future plan for this or are you just kind of taking it as you, as it comes or
1: what? Yeah. It's like, it's just a hobby, right? Like I, when I started this channel, it's just a hobby. And now that the channel has grown so much, um, you know, it's kind of like a business now in a way because I have to do taxes and there's revenue there, right? Um, so it's I kind of have to kind of like self-employed that way. Um, I don't do it like I have a full-time job, so I don't do this full-time. I could do it full-time if I wanted to, but uh, I like my current job and I like doing this as a hobby. Um, but no, I, I'm, I'm going to keep going with it. I got a lot of uh, great locations coming up that I want to film. And uh places I want to travel. Um I just wanna yeah, I just wanna keep going with it and uh sl- watch it slowly grow. You still have to come out to Alberta.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I'll come there for sure. <laughs> Third time though.
0: Yeah, I no, for, no, I I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. Awesome. Uh, Brent, so we have uh, at the ticker at the bottom, as always, we have your uh, information there, uh, your YouTube channel and Instagram. Is there anything, anywhere else you want to direct people to or any projects or anything you want to mention to the audience before we sign off tonight?
1: Yeah, no, I guess, uh, yeah, Ur- it's Abandoned herbex Canada. That's my YouTube channel. That's my TikTok account as well. And Instagram. I'm on Instagram quite a bit. That's, uh, that's my uh, go-to social media, I guess, for my channel. I post a lot of pictures and videos on my instagram but yeah definitely check me out if uh, you're interested in what, what i'm doing also awesome, Brennan,
0: i appreciate it uh thanks for coming on and i appreciate you giving us the time and uh, just giving us insights on uh on your channel and what you do uh exploring these abandoned structures so again thank you so much
1: thanks cj for having me nice meeting you cheers hey, take care oh.